Hey there, and welcome to Lively Conversations brought to you by Table 112. Whether you're at the table, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope to inspire meaningful talks about life between parents and teens. Please subscribe so that this ends up in your phone every single week and share it with your friends. We are your hosts, the Williams family. I'm Lexi. I'm Jeremy. I'm Justice. I'm Dana. So (laughs) (laughs) it's good to be together. So back in episode four, we talked through a handful of the struggles that we all have with phones. And I don't know if uh, other people saw this, but we shared on our Instagram feed and in Facebook, I think, that one family who listened to that episode and they actually put a wager on the table and said, everybody throw in 20 bucks and whoever can reduce their screen time by the largest percentage this week will get the pot. The youngest in the family, Heidi, actually got to take home $80 at the end of the week for reducing her screen time. Apparently, she just turned her phone off. Well, because she needed money. Whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes. The reality is that our phones are really just a tool that like a hammer, a hammer can either drive a nail and do something positive and useful, or it can smash a finger depending on the way you use it. And uh, I tend to smash my finger when I use (laughs) hammers and in you know the conversation that we had the other day might actually indicate that I might smash my finger figuratively with my phone by overusing it. But I also think that we can use it for good. And so I'd like to explore that today. So think about as you use your phone, think of a time when you felt really connected through using your phone. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> Le- Lexi's feeling connected right now. Sorry, Justice, go ahead. <laughs> yesterday, I talked on the phone with Jackson for about two hours, just FaceTiming. Awesome. I think that's a good thing that phone can do is be a phone. (laughs) I think that's a really good point because I actually think that your generation tends to not use it like a phone. They use it as... Who are you calling you, generation? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hey, you birthed us. I did, and I'm not complaining about it. I am simply stating, like, the idea of picking up the phone and calling somebody isn't something that you do all the time, so I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, yes, I mean... Yes, I am just the best. You are the best. <laughs> my, my story is best very similar. I have. Um, I FaceTimed my parents about a week ago, and I rarely FaceTime them. But I FaceTimed them, and we talked for, like, an hour, and it was uh, it was a really good connection. Oh, uh, very recently, me and my friend, I won't say her name, but, um, like, we've just been feeling, like, really close lately, uh, because of the things that we're going through together. Uh, it's been really great to just be able to FaceTime her and call her and text her every day to see how she's doing and stuff. Yeah. I think mine would be similar. I actually was driving back from Austin last week and had the chance to catch up with a friend that I haven't talked to in a while. And she's one of those friends where, you know, you don't talk for six months, but you just pick up like nothing ever happened and you just keep going. And she's been really instrumental in encouraging me through the years and helping me to tap into like what God has for me next. So it's been really, she's just been such an encouragement. So it's fun to catch up with her for about 20 minutes before she had to go to work. Hey, we're going to throw some links in the show notes about using our phone in a positive way. Albert Einstein is often misquoted, but it comes from a derived quote mentioned in the 1995 movie Powder, where he says this. It has become appallingly obvious that our technology has exceeded our humanity. So 
I think that's interesting because that's not like a recent statement and yet it's so true today. So let's let's dive into this conversation and talk about ways that we can really bring the humanity back into our digital world and our digital space. I recently spent some time with the super smart folks at the Parent Q talking about parenting. I love the way that they define technological responsibility. And it goes like this. Leveraging the power of online experiences to enhance my offline community and success. So what that means is that we're going to use the digital connection that we have with each other to make the offline connections we have. Like when we're face to face uh, with people, we're going to build our friendships with people. We're going to build our relationships with people. We're also going to use it for, for growing and achieving goals and things like that. So what are some ways that we can take the technology and help it feed our real life? Our small group has a basically a group text going on GroupMe, and we share prayer requests and we share life on there more than we really have the ability to on a normal everyday basis because we're not together all the time. So that helps us that when we are together, we can say, hey, how's this going? Hey, how's that going? Hey, how's your mom? That kind of thing. So it allows a more instantaneous connection that deepens our connection while we're in person. Right. You kind of shortcut to like what's really going on because you didn't have to wade through all this small talk to get right. there because you we stayed connected in the in-between time. Yeah, totally agree with that. I would imagine justice that you guys, college students, use technology to meet up in real life. Like the way that we might have written on each other's uh, whiteboards on our door back in the day, like you guys are using technology to do that. Yeah, like texting. Like texting. Newfangled technology. Mm-hmm. Do you ever look at a friend's location on Snapchat or find my friends or anything like that to see if they're nearby? Uh, not really, because if I want to know if they're nearby, I can go walk two minutes to New Hall and see if they're there. Gotcha. You can just... Do that or in real life. Go to their room. You're so old school. And have a normal human interaction. <laughs> and just do one of these. <laughs> Are you there? Here we go. So. And if I get no answer. Or if they say. Try again. No one's home. No one's home. There should be an oh, app to just leave. let you know if they're in their room or not. But hey, here's an example. Go to people. <laughs> I think when you were getting ready to go to college, you jumped on an app that allowed you to have interactions with coaches, uh, and that was a way of starting conversations that enhanced your offline success. And can you maybe yes. share a little bit about that? I used a platform to help me get in contact with coaches, and then that eventually got me a lacrosse scholarship. Yeah, and we started there, but then eventually had to narrow it down and take it offline, and how, I mean have phone conversations and have some real in-person conversations and that sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what apps help you to be a better human in person? Well, I'm somewhat introverted. I can be very outgoing if I'm with my friends and if I am with people I haven't seen in a long time or if I see somebody in the store, I typically run the other direction. But, you know, just being able to see... You make it sound so much worse than it is. It feels... That's usually how I feel. That's I don't a, always do that. That's the inside <laughs> of you. Okay. But, uh, you know, if I know... Uh, if I've seen something on social media that, you know, 
a person I haven't seen in a while is doing this, that, or the other thing, or their kid has gone to college or whatever. It makes it easy to walk up and say, hey, how's it going? I saw on Facebook that you started a new job or, you know, whatever it is. And it just helps to sort of break that ice instead of being like, so what's going on with you? Because that's weird. It's not weird. feels weird. Okay. Yeah, I've been using LinkedIn and uh, what's it called? Oh, what's the other one? Christian MySpace Mingle. To, yeah, Christian Mingle. <laughs> Did you say MySpace? He's lying. Find love and well, so I've recently learned that life is a simulation and we're all just kind of in the matrix. And I met Morpheus and he gave me blue pill and a red pill. So I took the red uh, pill. Okay, and Neo. Now I don't even know what I'm doing. And it made you a better human in real life. Yeah, I know I'm a better human in real life because I took a red pill. Cool. Turns out it was just a red hot, but like, I don't know. <laughs> a hot tamale. <laughs> hot tamale. For real, though, you got an answer for that one? Um, maybe YouTube, okay. learning how to do stuff. Yeah, YouTube. But I don't know how that makes me a better person. Uh, you're always growing on there, like trying to figure out how to string lacrosse heads and. Or do X, Y, or Z to your car. Yep. Or someone else's car. Yeah, you can use those things to help other people. Any apps you use to make you a better human? I don't know. I've got a wallpaper app. Does that count? What do you do with it? I save wallpapers onto my (laughs) text message. I can connect with my friends on Instagram. Okay. See what's all the rage. I think the key to a lot of that is just moderation, right? Mm -hmm. If all you're doing is text messaging, then you're missing the point. But if you're using text messages to connect or to streamline business or something like that, then that can be helpful as long as it helps to enhance humanity and not dehumanize. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, certainly text messaging and apps can make it easier to find each other and meet up to do something. I mean, what did we do before you could say, where are you at? (laughs) We actually had to like pick a location in a certain time and like be very specific about it. But now we have, we can use the technology to help us actually like make those in real life meetups happen. I do think that that's one way that we can use technology is always, hey, you want to grab coffee or you want to go do something together, be, be together in person. I would say my Bible app helps me to be a better person because it grounds me in the morning and reminds me of uh, where I want to be centered. And then another thing that helps is really basic, but like my calendar helps me to be a better person because I, it helps me to remember important dates. It helps me to remember to show up when I said I'm going to show up, things like that. So those are so basic and probably show my age, but hey, there you go. So what phone boundaries do you put in place to make sure that you are engaging in real life? Are there guardrails that you use to say, hey, I want to be with the people that I'm actually with? Mine's really basic. I I just put it face down on the table. I don't like sitting down with it in my pocket, but if if I'm sitting at a table with people, I usually put it face down so I don't know if notifications are popping up or whatever. That's good. Justice, what were you going to say? I mean, yeah, just put it away. Yeah. Or turn it on, do not disturb. Yeah, same. Definitely. I like that we do that around the table. And uh, for me, sometimes, you know, even I usually put it on the table and try to put it face down. But if I really need to focus on a conversation, I will just leave it in my purse and not even get it out. But I also have to 
as a mom, assess the context and do I need to be available for you know, one of my kids to call right now or is Jeremy available where he can help? Sometimes I just have to consider like those sorts of things. But what's one way that you can use your phone to encourage someone else this week? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so one of my favorite things to receive from friends and like to do for friends okay. is sending like sending or receiving a encouraging text being like, yo, I'm here for you. Let me know if you ever want to like FaceTime, hang out, blotty, 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 whatever. Just letting you know that someone was thinking of you That's awesome. or that you were thinking of someone. It's the freaking best. Like, I don't care who you are. Like knowing that somebody like cares for you and like thought about you is one of the best feelings ever. Absolutely. I totally agree. So kids with new phones, do that to your friends because like you're a better friend for it. I love that. Well, can anyone add anything to that? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 mean I, don't, I don't even want to try, <laughs> but what were you going to say? I, I have quite a few friends that I just check in with, you know, once a week or so and just say, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Yeah. How's this thing that we talked about last time? So same thing. Yeah. A lot of times if I come across something that I think will encourage somebody, uh, if I know like what they're going through or whatever, I'll send them that thing that reminded me of them. And it's kind of like what you're saying, but maybe it's just um, helping to resource people with the things that I find useful. As we get ready to turn over the lively conversation to you and your family, we want you to consider these verses as you talk. The last one is actually a theme verse for Table 112. Paul writes to his friends who aren't with him, and he shares how much he looks forward to encouraging them when they get together. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in the faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. So with that in mind, here's this week's big question for you to discuss together. What is one way you could use your phone for more good? Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week at the table. See ya. Bye. Uh, get it. <laughs>